0: You can have all the money in your hand All the possessions anyone can ever have But it's our worth, treasure True worth is only measured Not by what you got, but what you got in your heart You can have
1: I understand, ain't here to judge just to make a stand, the greater plan's the creator's plan, let's all rise like the day began, reach out in touch with the savior's hand, on rock we stand like his native land, let the ways of love be the ways of man.
2: Never had it so good. 101.1 radio. The best RB and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. Talk radio with the best host in the
3: business. Sports Talk Radio every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good. Radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7,
4: the world's best radio fish. Ain't no second when the
5: Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at Gmail dot com.
2: This is James T. DeShay, the host of Thought Love and Reflections. And I wanna thank you for being here and thank you for allowing me to have this opportunity uh to talk to you about the things that are impacting our lives now and in the future. And I wanna ask you to forgive me. For my absence, um, a few things happened, and I needed to uh, just regroup. And I wanted to uh, get back to the point where we are establishing and talking about the things that are going on in our world, and make sure that we uh, stay. Uh, you know, it is it's it's a b- bizarre situation uh, that we're going through right now. And we are dealing with uh, a world that seemingly is out of control. And I just, I find it difficult to understand exactly where we're going. You know, when we elected Barack Obama into the presidency, I had a what I thought was a firm grip or idea where we were going as a society. But since he has left office, I find myself confused about where we're going and how we are going to get there, and what is the reason that we've allowed we put ourselves in a this predict this seemingly uncontrollable predicament. And a lot of it has to do with how our world seems to be going right now. We seem to be going backwards in terms of being a a society of uh, common sense. And there seems to be a lot of craziness and and chaos going on in our world right now. And we want to see where the, sens- the sensibility is coming from. So, uh, Nate, when I talk to you about this and we look at our world, you know, I think about it, I'm trying to tell myself, well, there seems like there's something might come out of the chaos that took place on Valentine's Day with these 17 teenage students losing their lives. And maybe we will be snapped back into some common sense as these young people seem to be willing to take the forefront related to forcing our elected officials to do something to put their lives in a safe place. Uh, But we need to be the unsafeness of our society right now, and hopefully uh, these young people will be the momentum needed uh, to get us to a better place. And maybe that was what was supposed to happen related to having this man in the office is showing us the, how chaotic life can be if we're not prepared to select the right people to be our, in our leadership roles. So as we see this going on in our society and looking for the turbulence uh, to stop, what what is your thoughts about the direction we find ourselves going in?
1: You know, it's 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 so bizarre because. The only time I did was my birthday, and I was reading. I was looking at the first massacre that happened uh, with Al Capone, and turn around for the day was that was another one. And we are such a reactive state instead of being a proactive state because this is not. It's not like this is the first time uh, a shooting in school has happened, and yet we have done anything yet to resolve those issues or even start working on the issue. We always. Well, first thing everybody want to yell about is gun control and everything like that. But I'm listening to these seven, 17, 18 year olds talk about what they want, um, what they want to see done, and what need to happen. And they have that right because their lives have been affected to forever. These kids will have PTSD for the rest of their lives, and they haven't even stepped in a foreign country. Their school was a combat zone, and we should that should offend us. That should offend us, and And our kids are looking for leadership to step up. We have, even though we have a president that we might have elected to be president, but he's still the president, him and the rest of the staff have to determine what is best for the people, not what he thinks is best for this or that, what's best for the people. Because we're going back because we're not going forward. Yeah, it might be 2018. We might as well be back in 2000 or 1999. Because this thing is getting out of hand, and nobody wants to address it appropriately the way they want to be addressed appropriately. Let's stop being political correct, and let's call it what they need to call, because we all have loved ones that that's in school. You yourself, Jen, you taught in school. You still could have been teaching. That could have happened at the school where you was teaching that. It could have happened anywhere, and yet we're still finding ourselves in the same scenario over and over again, we're not gaining no ground because nobody was willing to admit where they're wrong. Wrong. The FBI dropped the ball, and 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 I don't even have confidence in them because this, again, just like another tragedy, this have could have been prevented. And we need to quit word about Washington. Need to quit word about who's right and wrong when it comes to other stuff like the Russian scandal, all this kind of stuff. That stuff will come to the light soon enough. But we have an investment. And it's called our children. That's our future, and I love the and I love the energy that they are bringing to the table to get the old folks in Washington off their tail and put 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 aside their political differences. Let's come with a unified formula to save these kids. Thank you.
2: You know, um, D, it is so amazing to me. I went back. Um, To see when the Las Vegas massacre happened And it happened in October And a lot of times when some of these crazy things happen We're quick to say this is not the time To politicize this situation But when stuff starts happening every four months When is the right time? And uh, when you have situations You know, I I, want to share something with you And I want to share with all of you And I want you to address it There was a time when they took, for whatever reason, they didn't doubt and decided uh, we're going to change the speed limit because there are too many people dying on our highways, so we're going to change the the speed limit around the nation to 55 miles an hour. Now, I don't know who was in Congress when that happened, but I know that happened and they did something just to see what effect it would have, because they thought it was more important to save lives than it was for us to be having the right to go speeding up and down the highway. Now, they tested that message, and then it came to the consensus that not as many lives were being saved and that uh, the roads, some roads were capable of having higher speed. And so they went back up to 60, 65, and 70 miles an hour. Another thing was there was a time when you could drink at 19. And at some point they decided that, hey, too many young people were dying, and we're going to change the age to drink it to 21. So tell me, what is it? or And I want everybody to kind of talk about it. How did we get to the point where somehow or another something that has been proven to us, how many people are dying at the hands of people who can legally obtain weapons. And they keep talking about how people uh, illegally uh, obtain weapons, but none of the people that are going into our schools are doing it illegally. They're doing it legally. If we got people legally obtaining weapons, and killing people at this rate, that we need to do something about those people and not be worried about criminals, because criminals aren't going up in our schools and killing people. So it is people who we have deemed legal to carry these weapons, and now our children are speaking out and saying, hey, if you're not with us, you're against us. And that's what our legislators need to hear. Because they're worried about the NRA, but they seem to have no concern about being able to change the country like they have done in other cases. So what is your thoughts about why we could change the speed limit in our lifetime and change the drinking age in our lifetime but seem to have no control or ability to change these laws related to mass uh, uh, killing weapons?
6: Well, uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the way that this scenario has played out uh, is really, um, like like uh, Tyrone said it again uh, a few months ago, it actually it seems to be the era of exposure. And uh, it appears to me uh, when you actually look at the, and I like to use the term the love affair, the love affair that America, uh, in particular white America, have with with, with firearms uh, is actually firearms are actually woven into the into the, the fabric of this culture of this America, uh, this American culture is part of the fabric. So when it comes down to trying to make common sense out of why there is such a resistance to try to right the wrong when it comes down to the firearm issue. Um, when these situations come about month after month after month, and everybody is in sorrow and the grief is there and everybody uh, on the same page of, of, of compassion, and by the time Monday rolls around again, uh, everybody goes back into their own uh, selective belief system, which is um, they always lean on the Second Amendment and their right to to uh, bear arms, but so they lean on that. Now, to try to make some understanding out of this, it, it doesn't hit home and, it, and and this is purely an observation of mine in, in this world of
1: 60 years
6: plus it never hits home with the firearms. And with the drugs in your neighborhood, it never hit home until it hit their doorstep. When it hits their doorstep, then that one congressman in his district will be forced to do something. But the the, the rest of the uh, of the Senate, they they will fall back and go back into their collective boxes, and and they will stick to the guns that they have been paid off by the lobbyists. And 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 they, and they'll be hushed up about it. But um, you know, you said something, and, and and uh, and the brother before me mentioned it also. You know, on the broader spectrum, uh, the kids are maybe the turning point. The kids having the the right of mind to want to make something happen. And see, had it not been Donald Trump as president. They, they may not have the, the mindset or the right of mind to really stand up against him because everybody already don't like him. These children, Mama, don't like him. And there are a lot of people that just don't like him. And so as 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 this year rolls around and he still hasn't done anything, and, and uh, Barack Obama and other um, uh, talk show hosts have said, wait until a massacre of this magnitude will happen. And then let's see how he reacts to that. And his reaction has been so predictable, it's always been about him. Just like when the, uh, uh, the uh, hurricane systems, uh, he was talking about how quickly his administration responded as opposed to other administrations. So all of that is then been put into these people's minds where they already don't like them. Now, that's why we're going to see nationwide protests, and even black schools are going to get out there with them and protest about this this, this gun issue, but uh, the the, uh, the fact of the matter is, uh, until it hits their doorstep or their town, then that's when they're really forced to say something to about it. Thanks. You.
2: you know, um, I have, as we learn more and more about this young man and uh, his his living arrangements, it's just amazing to me that this young man not only had one rifle, but he had many rifles to the point that he had a gun safe. But I just, you know, when I go back to my own upbringing, I could have never at 19 purchased a weapon and brought it back into my home. I mean, that, that just wouldn't have been something I would have even thought about doing. Now, I knew my father had a gun. And uh, when he left home, he left that gun uh, in this house. But I never removed that gun to this house or put it in a backpack and thought it was okay to take away from this premise. Or did I ever ask for one? I, I mean, so I, I'm always at, at odds with what America people are talking about when they talk about this gun enthusiasm that we have because that wasn't the upbringing that I had or never could I have introduced it to my family as something that was okay for me to do. And even at my grandfather's house where he had a shotgun, it was just something they didn't encourage us to fade in. So uh, sometimes we need to talk about, when we talk about gun culture, Who is a part of this gun culture that they talk about? Because I know it wasn't a part of my upbringing and my culture, or neither was it a part of the people I surrounded myself with. Uh, So, Andre, you know, I know there's a segment of our community uh, that does not look at this as something that was always going to be introduced to the different families, that it was just commonplace. Uh, Was this commonplace? uh in in your your family um in Mississippi
7: um wonderful um, oh it's marvelous today marvelous Monday to <laughs> everyone and uh I'm going to answer that question but I I wanted to kind of piggyback on a couple of the conversations that have occurred uh, before to answer your last question um My household was similar to yours, even though uh, my father had a weapon. We honored and respected um, the responsibilities that went with it and didn't ask to have it as a show and tell, you know, experience with it, experiment with it or anything like that. That was part of the expectation. Um, I haven't followed this story probably as close as I should have, but I'm thinking that I heard someone mention that this person had gone through the foster care system, or at least their parents um, had passed uh, early on. And I say that to say, James, you know, what a blessing it is to have parents. First of all, both parents in the home. But even if you have a single parent, that dedication and and commitment of of raising that child um, uh, set some fundamental foundations that um, may not, well, it doesn't appear to have occurred with this uh person. Uh then I would also say that when they talk about the culture, I I think it's the same culture uh that the campaign uh, make it great again was um trying to target. I do wanna go back and just commend uh Dee. Um, a couple of uh, shows ago I, I was able to participate and I heard uh D mention that You know, the young people would not stand for it because they're going to use social media. So when I woke up and saw that these students have um, organized, they have indicated clearly what their expectations are, they're doing uh lions or uh laying in the ground for a period of time to express their thoughts. they took into consideration they knew uh obviously they're keeping up with the news because they they knew that a person was gonna say um no, uh this is not the time so what they did was say, okay, if this is not the time, I tell you what on March the fifteenth we're going to we're going to um have a date where uh, you know everyone take away from school and, and that kind of stuff. So they are organized, and even while they may not even be at the age to vote, they're taking actions. And one of the things that I'm really disappointed in, that our children are taking more action than, than we are. Uh, I think the gentleman earlier uh, mentioned the fact that, you know, it didn't have to come to this. Uh, we're repeating the same scenario over and over, which is insane when we're not making any changes. But the children, I'm so glad to see these young people standing up now, let us rally behind them, and then get in front of them and make sure that actions are actually changed. And then the last response was, you had asked the question, why was it that we were able to change the speed laws and we can't do anything, it seems, significantly with the gun rules? It is my belief that... While the insurance companies are a, a very productive um, uh, company as it relates to getting things uh, the way they want, they're still not as big as the investment of um, the um, the National uh, Gun Association uh, is in the fact that when you can have several politicians that you have paid millions, if not billions, to over, period of time, uh, you have them in your pocket. So the insurance companies may be large, but the reason why I haven't changed is because of the the personal impact that's being um taken advantage of by some of our legislators. Uh that's my that's my perspective.
2: Well you are right uh let me just share with everyone so we're on the same page. This young man uh his father adopted father had died um quite a while back and um his his adopted mother died recently from um new uh from the flu. And so these parents that took him in uh were uh he was a friend of their son and so he's lived with them uh, since sometime uh, either in October or November of last year. And they suggested that he was following all the rules. But, uh, you know, when they were talking about, you know, the rules, and I was thinking access to a number of rifles don't seem like a rule that you would allow if your son was not Doing the same thing So I'm not sure why they allowed Him to have rifles Rifles If they weren't gun enthusiasts As well Uh, But all that said I'm just concerned about The fact that we just don't We're just incapable Of doing what is Necessary and it seems like these Young white uh, teenagers Are going to merge with other young People uh, across the country and maybe do something uh, that adults have been unable or unwilling to do. Regina, what what are your thoughts in terms of what we see uh these young how these young people are mobilizing uh to try to make a difference.
8: Well, well I'm very very proud of the way that they are mobilizing. Now, um Someone said that they were disappointed in the adult, and my thinking is that because these young people have the have the the insight to mobilize, they have to have gotten that spirit from from somebody, so I greatly applaud their parents for instilling that in them to be able to mobilize to Um, to make make people do something about the gun laws. Um, They will listen to children out of the mouths of days. And, of course, the legislators are going to think, now these people will have a longer time to vote than some of the older folk. So they're going to listen to these younger people before they listen to some of us old, fogey people who – May not be around as long to vote, so I I, th- I think it's a great thing.
2: I think I enjoy the fact that they have putting it on the line, uh, Joyce, and saying these are our lives that are being taken, that we are refuse. They're going to refuse to allow their lives to remain at risk. while adults continue to play these games? Because the schools are where these people continue to attack and uh, sacrifice their future. So it is interesting to me that they have personalized it in a way that uh, elected officials can't uh, deny the the importance or the severity of the situation.
9: Correct. I, I, I told you uh, the other day that this is a different group. This group is going to make it happen, and what they indicated to 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 the lawmakers too is that the their blood is on their their blood stain is on their hands. They told them that anyone that's dealing with N R N R A, they're going to dismantle them. That was their goal. They went on CNN last yesterday. They went on MSNBC. They got a mission. They are focused, and uh, Regina's right the adults are behind them as well because as many as the the young people that was there speaking, the adults was behind them to push it. That means lawmakers and uh your Rubio, they put him on notice. They let him know, well last week I told you exactly how much each one of those uh senators and legislators have taken money from the NIA. Uh your 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 Trump is over two hundred and twelve million. John McCain, my senator, it was seventeen point seven Uh, Rubio, it was like 9.7 million These are millions that they have taken from them They had every senator who is in the pocket Both Democrat and Republican That has taken money That's how come nothing has been done But these young people saying that they are out To get them and dismantle NRA To make the rocket change They're not saying that they cannot handle guns Because the young man who was talking He indicated that his father was a policeman and he's saying that what he's saying is that that type of weapon should not be on the street, and they are there to make a change for that because their life is at stake, and they're they're sick. Their job now to make a decision and make things happen. So I'm sure with the support of that of the parents, because you're going to have as many parents as their kids out there supporting. But I think between the adults now and the kids coming together as one you know, I think the government is in, is, is in trouble right now. It's going to make them act. It's about time. So it's it's the people who who's now who's taking charge because we send people up there to make decisions for us, and they are playing games. And what they're doing is they've been playing games with these kids' lives. But now it's time to stop. So I'm glad to see this happen.
2: It is, uh, Nate, it is so important that young people recognize and mobilize in a way different than than adults, because they don't have anything to lose. They don't have a job. They don't have a a career uh, that they're worried about. They don't have to worry about the you know their bosses or uh, being politically correct. They put it on the line. Their lives are on the line. And every month, seeing as change, that's another school that's getting ready to get taken. Uh, to uh, advantage of because these people are not willing to put the money where it's necessary to stop these kind of things from happening.
1: Yeah, you know, and and this the, it's, it's an old saying, you know, old men start wars, a young man fight them, and that's exactly what this is. This is an old war that's been going on for a long time, and these kids say enough is enough. And we need to do everything we can to pick it back and um and support them because their energy is what's going to get it done. And what I love about at what, what one you know what the youth have that they are that been scared. You know they they looking at this is my life. So what do I have to lose other than my life than my life itself? And I like the way they are calling out uh, on the different senators and every, everybody else like that because that's what it's going to take to uh, to the point that because. As adults and everything like that, we was privileged to the same information, but we didn't want to say anything about it until something happens. And that's the thing about it. I, I pray that by what, what's being done now is a start of a revolution. Because we always been reactive. Now, these kids are being proactive and everything. And that's what we need to do. We need to support them in being proactive and because, like you said, we do live in a society that everybody wants to be political, correct, or don't want to offend our bosses and everything like that. I'm like, okay, 17 people getting killed in a school, that's not offensive? That 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 That's offensive. And do you want to go back to the same BS argument that's been going on? No. Enough is enough. I've seen enough kids dying in Iraq. This happened in Florida, my home state. Why do I have to read about this stuff on TV and, and seeing it as a battle zone? Like I said before, these kids got PTSD, and they haven't even graduated from high school yet. So it definitely they need to be heard. And I pray that they speak out every chance they get, protest and everything. And I'm going to do the protest myself because I'm a soldier. And, but I have no weapons in my home. Not that I'm for weapons against weapons. I have used weapons in battle. I know what they can do. And I was just like you, James. I grew up when my father left a weapon at home. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it on any level whatsoever because – he we have respect for it. he taught us for told us what what can a um, weapon do. It ain't like a video game. You can hit the restart button. Saying it's real. But we ha- but we have people who want to hide behind the second amendment about carrying weapons and everything. Nobody's nobody's challenging the right of carrying a weapon. We are challenging now the capacity of your mental state to carry a weapon. And that's not being challenged enough. And, you know, just like I was saying, you have the right to remain silent, but what you lack is the capacity. So we we need to just just sit down, put aside, like I said before, political differences, and let's be real with this thing and protect our youth. Because like you said before, it ain't the criminals that's going up in schools and people are shooting. You know, it's the people who want to support gun laws. And like you said, Senator McCain and all these other people, they took money, and that's why they don't want to talk about it. Because they and because uh, they got them in their pockets, but at the end of the day, if it happened in like um, I think um, I think it was D that said if it happened on their doorsteps, how would they feel? If it came to their state and happened at their schools, how how would they address it then? Thank you.
2: Uh, D, you know one of the things uh, I'd like to understand and get some kind of understanding is is that we are the majority of Americans don't even own a gun. Then there's a segment of the Americans who own one gun. So when you put the segment of Americans that own don't own any guns with the, the segment that only has one, the people that we're really fighting is about 10 or 15% who have multiple weapons, and they have the majority of the weapons. And then when they're always telling us, uh, more guns will make us safer. We have more guns in America than any other country in the world. We are not safe. So why are we going to let these people continue to shove these uh, thoughts down our minds? And and, and we already know that, that it's not true. Because every time one of these things happens, uh, just like you heard these young people say, they're talking about, well, uh. uh like guns in the hands of good people will keep us safe. That's not true because this young man was a good person at the time he purchased his weapons. So a lot of the people who are purchasing these weapons are law-abiding people, not criminals.
6: Well, James, uh, uh, that's a good argument there. Um, um, You know, even before the barrel had cooled on this gun, uh, gun enthusiasts and the people that's trying to uh exercise this mindset of um uh, needing to have guns in your society to in order to function, uh even before the barrel had cooled, they were still they had gone back into their corner of defending the right to bear. But um it's um you know, so in saying that right there, um the the young movement and, and the persons who have been affected by this the most in this current um event uh they their battle is not going to go uh unopposed because like Nate just said the the old people that that have this, this mindset um uh, about uh, defending the, the right of uh, of owning these guns these are old people these are the sons of the of the, the sons and the grandsons and the great grandsons of, of the Confederacy, and and so um, these are the people that they go, that, that they're going to have to grow up against. Um, now, will it be enough? Uh, well, only time will tell. Um, but it's going to take a lot of uh, hidden streets on, on the old on the old way of, of uh, protesting industries streets like that like. On the day of uh, Donald Trump inauguration, how the women was in the street protesting. It's going to take that kind of protest with a lot of moms, um, like uh, moms against drunk drivers. The way the way the way they went at it, and that, and that was one of the things that brought down that speed limit also. Uh, so it's going to take that kind of awareness. Um, but you know, I was listening to um, ironically, I was listening to. Uh, Conservative Christian radio today because I, I have to I have to tap in on them sometimes just to see how they are absorbing these things and um, and sure enough they are on the side of gun and the and the right to bear and how that ties into religion it does not but they do that just to, just to try to make their opinion about things right and so. Uh, you know, so when I say they want their opinion about things to be right, and your opinion about things not to matter at all, when you when you look at the controversy about why uh, the people uh, that was following following uh, calling cabinet didn't want to stand for the national anthem, see that was that was our opinion about the injustice that was done to us. They didn't want to hear that, but they always want their opinion to be the word, the gospel. The truth, and if you don't think like we think, then you're totally wrong. That's the
2: opposition that these young people are gonna have to go up against. Thank you. We're gonna definitely have to put our money where our mouth is, uh, because we're not—they're not going to give us, uh, you know, the freedom. We have to win back some people and make some people move in another direction. Joyce. Uh, So we're not going to be able to do this without fire, with fire. So we all need to recognize that we may need to send money to organizations uh, that are going to pull people on their side, because these people are not going to move if we don't organize ourselves, organize Uh ourselves, uh, finance those that are doing the fighting for us. I'm, I'm
9: not going to send any money to nowhere to no organization. Uh, that means that, two to me two wrongs don't make a right. I don't think it's a it's a it's a financial situation that we're com- we're competing against. It's not nothing, nothing like that as far. as, Well, yeah, they put money there. Um, when you say send money, uh, that means to support the candidate that I believe in as far as. The elections are concerned. Now, I voted for Hillary Clinton. I supported her wholeheartedly. I sent my support towards that. But as for sending it to an organization, farmme.com or whoever else to, to try to fight off the NRA, not not going to do it. Because that's, I don't think that would be the answer. I think our answer is what our young people are doing now. They're letting their voices be heard full force. You seeing them, they're in your face. And that's what these young people are going to say consistently in their face and force them to do something. If not, then they're going to call these congressmen, senators, these representatives. They're going to call them out. They let them know. They put them on notice. If you would have seen CNN yesterday, these young people are serious about their plight, and they said that they will do it every month on the 14th of every month until something has happened. So beginning March 14th, and the reason why they chose 14th of the month is because of the 14th of February is when uh, this guy did all that damage. So going forward, people are going to ask. Today they had a sit-in in Washington, D.C. for three minutes because it took that dude three minutes to purchase that, that weapon. And uh, they are going to do all types of protests. This is in your face every day. You're going to hear something about it until we're going to make our representative act. So uh, that's my take on that.
2: All right. I, I, I do hear you about saying two wrongs don't make a right, but I just don't believe if we don't finance some organizations uh, to fight the NRA, they're going to continue to fund people and make it more important for their side to be heard when they are, in a, are elected. These people are going to take the money that they think is available. So, um, Regina, what what are your thoughts? I think I don't think we're going to be able to have victory over the NRA without supporting some organization that is willing to fight for us.
8: I think <clears throat> that what the young people are doing is going to take is going to um gain momentum. They had a few in DC today. On the 14th of March, they will have more. On the 14th of March, April, they will have more. And then they're going to start really focusing on this midterm election and those those politicians who are um, vying for seats for the midterm election. When it is seen, when the results of this midterm election are seen by other politicians, and how hard these people had to fight just to win, or how they lost because of there's on gun control then the other politicians will start watching and i do believe that somebody some politician a lot of politicians are going to stop taking money from the NRA because little by little see that was a very affluent area of florida those children's parents have Money. Little by little, it's going to really affect those other politicians who have, who, are you know, who look for money from these, support from these people to send them any money. I think just the momentum that these young people have is going to gain, going to gain ground such that something's going to change. What's that song? A change is going to come. A change is going to come.
2: Uh, the, um, I we've heard from two of our ladies. Uh, I don't know if I believe that we're going to be able to uh, neutralize the NRA without finding an organization willing to take up the torch, uh, at which we'll have to, to uh, support. How are we going to defend uh against all the money that the n r a has if we if none of the, uh, our elected officials can count on our support okay. but
6: you make a great point james um I think in order to uh assess the answer to that, we probably have to come to realize first of all how powerful. Now, I really don't think we understand it how powerful the uh, the n r a is um uh, for the most part um uh, you probably just know the name of it uh we know that Charleston Heston was the president of it for about ten fifteen twenty years uh but we don't know who who else has money tied up in it uh so uh um, they could be. A lot more powerful than than we than, than we know of, but when Miss when Miss Regina speaks about uh, and Miss Audrey spoke about how the kids are on the internet and they are um, getting the attention of their peers and they're making small steps to make big change. Well, that battle may be a little longer down the road than we might want to. Um, Give it credit for being, which I'm all for that, that change. But you know, with that change, we need to also go on social media and and keep that fire stoked. Keep that fire stoked so it won't so it won't die down. Let me let me better explain what I'm talking about. Remember when uh, Sean Hannity, Rush Limbaugh, and anybody else was always pushing for that movement for 25 years? And out of the ashes of all of that came donald trump what that means what that means to me is that they were diligent in stoking that fire to get the change that they wanted to to happen and you know and so um and show you how important this is to me um, you know uh they were talking about how the Russians have been milling our elections well how long how long have they been doing that? We just know they've been doing it here lately. But to make the change that they were trying to implement,
3: they could have been doing it for 20
6: years. So if if we want to do our part, let's help these girls out, let's help these students out, and go on social media and try to ask the tough questions. You know, it's, it's hard to change somebody's opinion now. And I, I understand that. I mean, most people's opinions are embedded with their belief system. So it's kind of hard to change their opinion. But you can provoke thought by by, uh, implementing the right questions and answers and try to, you know, just kind of be almost slick about it, you know, get them thinking in in different ways that uh, that they are used to thinking. And I think that's how we can help this movement out, by just doing our part on a smaller scale, and hopefully in five, six, eight years uh, that will change. But let me say something real quick before I let you go. Since Valentine's Day, since the massacre on Valentine's Day just this, this, this last week, there have been 14 other incidents where law enforcement have gotten tips on other students. If you see something, say something. They've gotten tips where persons were trying to copycat this massacre, and uh, and they found a gun and student book bags um, at their homes, trying to create their own scenario. Behind this mess here So yes, something. this thing is very urgent And we need to do something almost immediately At least you should pay part of it Thank you
2: Alright, we're going to take a short break And we'll come back and continue our conversation
10: So What do you want to do? I'm here, baby but- Now you just keep telling me this and telling me that. You say once I'm with you, I'll never go back. Say there's a lesson you wanna teach. Here I am, baby. Practice what you preach.
2: at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Dial in at Excuse me, 309 This is where your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruption. You know, we are dealing with a lot of different situations here that this young man has been caught and now going through the court system. And we have the death penalty here in Florida, and uh, it has been said by some of the prosecutors that this was the reason the death penalty was created. And uh, I'm not sure if it was or it wasn't, but I don't know if I'm ready to suggest that this young man needs to be put to death. at the age of 19, it seems to me that this young man has some issues uh, that made this possible, and they went beyond just his his his, his reasonable thinking. Uh, so, uh, Joyce, what what are your thoughts about this young man possibly receiving the death penalty uh, for what he's done?
3: Well,
9: how I look at this is that possibly it's, it's according to what your law says there in Florida. What your law stands for is through your justice through the justice system. Uh, I mean, he didn't age wasn't considered when he he took uh, he did what he did, and uh, it, it's something that he thought about. Uh, he 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 just didn't just uh, uh, snap, you know. He he planned this. Uh, it it was something that was done. Uh, So, um, I I don't know what your law is, but if that law provides for him to be uh, held as an adult and tried with the death penalty, if that's available, and if your courts rule that, um, you know, that's just what the law is and that's what it stands for. You know, I want to go back to the point where you said that we, we need someone to, to some organization. There is an organization. Those young people are your organization. Well, you know, we, we're always waiting for some some other organization or older people to, to run things where uh, these organizations that are already in place. Uh, I mean, you had all these other killings to step up to the plate. Now these young people, the one who has created and who have indicated that they're going to make a difference. They said that that last killing was the last killing, and they was going to make sure that that would be the last one. So that is the organization that we need to stand behind, and this is who we need to support 100%.
2: Thank you. And and I agree with you. If the the young people's organization is the one that's willing and ready uh, to step up, then that's the one we should be supporting uh, because they're going to need money for buses they're gonna need stationary. They're gonna need uh, uh, phones to communicate. So we got to be prepared to, uh, you know, to, to meet the challenge along with them as they try to grow whatever organization it is. So you're right. If that's the organization that's gonna stand up, then that's the one we need to be prepared to support. Um, Regina, uh, the state of South Carolina has the death penalty, and Florida has the death penalty. Do you think this 19-year-old should be given the death penalty?
8: James, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a matter of what I think. I think it's a matter of what's going to happen. He's not going to get it. He's not going to get the death penalty. They're going to try to give it to him. But his attorney started the day he stood in front of the magistrate. She was standing there beside him, stroking his back, looking at him with the biggest puppy dog eyes. And right then she started her case to throw out the death penalty because of mental health issues. Now, whether or not pre-thought it, Whether or not it was a um, short-term, and uh, James, I told you, my my sister gave me some wonderful insight over the weekend as she was on another show, but whether it was short-term, being being very sad, those are all of the things that are going to come into play. He'll get life, but he will not get that, that electric chair
2: or whatever, however you all do the death penalty. So you believe that there's some mitigating circumstances that makes him a little bit more uh, people a little more sympathetic to him versus uh, what is the boy's name in South Carolina, Roof?
8: Uh, Dylan Dylan Roof. Well,
2: he didn't get the
8: right. Dylan Roof had life.
2: He didn't get the death penalty. I
8: don't remember. I can't remember. I think got the death penalty.
2: Death penalty.
8: You see all this message we'll that <laughs> huh? we'll
4: we are just knocking each other out?
8: Them. Huh? It's canceling each other out. It's happening so fast and so much that it's just canceling each other. We've forgotten about the nine. And this, great, well, this boy in Charleston, now we got another boy in Florida. And seventeen. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he should. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't. Regardless of what I think. Regardless of what I think should happen, I don't believe he's going to get it. I think they're going to play that card, that mental
2: health card. Uh, what what is your thoughts about that? Do you think this nineteen year old young man, uh, will the mitigating circumstances surrounding his life uh, keep him from getting a death sentence?
6: Well, I agree with Ms. Regina. Um, um, If you believe what we've been told so far about this this young guy's life, uh, his life, his growing up circumstances was uh, pretty much horrific. A lot like some of the young lives in, in our In our own neighborhood well, We've always heard it. Uh, Of course they didn't get the sympathy that he's going to get But From looking uh, at his attorney Standing in front of the, the magistrate um, I think he's got a pretty decent attorney And the look That Miss Regina was trying was, was describing to y'all Was the look Of wait for us, Of a mother that's the looks he was giving. And that look right there is going to save his life. Um, I heard today that uh, that police had been called to the home of his home growing up 39 times. And, and this was when his parents was alive. 39 times the police was called to that house. So in all of that... Uh, it sounds like he had a, a pretty traumatic childhood. Uh and all of that still, he was able to uh, obtain these guns. And the, and the, the persons the people that adopted him uh made sure that he locked these guns up. But apparently he had made a key to these uh to the cabinet to provide their knowledge. So there's um you know, it's it's it, it's interesting to see how, how that will play out But no I don't think he would get the death penalty I think that this lawyer That he had If he's able to
2: keep his mouth shut
6: And don't be like Donald Trump If he's able to keep his mouth shut She'll get him off the death penalty Because uh, she seemed to be pretty confident In that way she knows how to play This sympathy card And um, but uh, and, and also What Miss Miss um, Joyce Has said yes this is the movement and the movement that's already been galvanized and they are red hot about this issue, if we can't do anything else, we can, we can encourage them to keep going forward because the opposition is going, surely going to try to discourage them. And they're going to say, if you, if, if you don't believe in our Second Amendment, then you're un-American.
3: They're going to say that. That's what they
6: call their plan. And so it's our intent to keep encouraging them just by, just by way of a click. Y'all keep going forward, going forward. Don't and, and, and put the put the uh, blinders on and put tiny in your ears and just keep going forward. 'Cause they don't get it. So just just encourage them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm I don't know. If, I
2: don't. I have a difficulty. I have difficulty dealing with the death penalty and all that is involved. Uh, it is just incredible to think of the amount of lives that were lost in this situation and the amount of individuals who were heroic in saving other people's lives. Uh, So it's difficult. But at the same time, when we listen uh, to where this young man was and what he was going through, we can see that he was not – there were some issues uh, that weren't discovered, before he did what he did. And uh, he should have, in some instances, been caught by the FBI, uh, but it didn't happen. Uh, so I, I'm a little conflicted about whether or not he will receive the death penalty or not uh, because uh, there seems to be some mitigating circumstances that need to be taken into consideration. Uh, but again, 17 lives have been lost, and another 15 or so have uh, been wounded uh, or scared with an inch inch of their lives. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, And we have to determine whether or not, you know, this is one of the first times we've been in this situation where our schools have been attacked and we've been left to, to render a decision. On uh, on these people, Joyce. Most of the time, they commit suicide or they're gunned down. So this is one of the few times where they've actually gone. Someone has actually gone through with it and been captured. And so uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we deal with this uh, illegally because this is a new place for us.
9: That's true too. And also what you're going to also have to look at too is once the hearings and everything take place, it's all in how the the young people are going to react and uh, make make and help that decision to be made. Because if you get a lot of protests on the back end of of what should happen to this young man from those young people, believe me, they're going to play a major role as to his outcome as well. These kids are serious about what happened to them. They are on a mission. So my thing is is that we need to get on board and support them. But they're going to have a lot to do with the decision as to what's going to happen to this young man also. I guarantee you that.
2: All right, let's take our final break for this evening, and we'll come back and let everyone have their final thoughts. You know I love music.
9: And every time I hear something hot, it makes me want to move. It makes me want to have
3: fun. But it's something about this joint right here. This joint right here, it makes me want to...
2: The host of Talks, Love, and Reflection, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. we only on seven days a week, Monday through Friday at six p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern Time, seven uh, excuse me eight thirty p.m. So on Sundays on Eastern Time, we're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear without interruptions. So call in at six five seven three eight three. 0309 To a place where you can talk about What's on your mind It is important that our voices be heard And that we do not be silenced By the media that doesn't Want to hear what we have to say uh, Joyce what is your final thought For this evening
9: oh, Well um, my final thought is that uh, I'm so proud of Our young people stepping up And uh, making a stand Because uh Um, They're doing a mature thing As to standing up Uh, They're learning what their rights are At an early age And they are going to move forward With doing what we couldn't get done But with our support Joining forces with them And leading them on And keeping them on track Justice will be done Thank you
2: All right Uh, Dee, your final thought for this evening?
6: Well, you know, I like what Miss George just said. um, You know, to support them in the things that we couldn't get done. That's a great point, because a win is a win is a win. And so, um, you know, uh, Dr. King used to stand in 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 the ranks of things, and he got the white um, got his white counterparts to come in and join him. Then that's when change actually happened. So let's stand behind this movement and we can get the change that we're looking for. And that's, that's only one thing that would change. If we can get this change, then we, we can move on to the
2: next step and change some other things also. Thank you. All right. I am in complete support of these young people, and I hope that they merge with young people of color and they get take care of their business. And I am going to be financially supporting them any way that I possibly can uh, we need to know that these people are ready, willing, and able uh, to do what it is that they, they feel is necessary. Uh, they said those who are not with them are against them. Uh, so they've drawn the line in the sand, and they're ready uh, to take on those politicians who want to just keep the status quo the way it is. It's tired. We are tired of our children not being able to go to school Without uh, fear of being shot. Uh, that's the last place that they have to move to feel like their lives are going to be in jeopardy. So I want to just encourage all of those in the sound of my voice to get prepared and ready uh, to do what is necessary to support these young people. Uh, that every child in America has the right to go to school without feeling that their life may be threatened. So all adults, uh, be they white, black, Hispanic, uh, Asian, uh, or whatever, Brazilian, have need to uh, put their money where their mouth is and support these young people as we move forward. I want to thank all of you for listening to my show. I want to thank you for supporting my show and calling in. And know that we have, uh, we have the right and the will to do what's necessary to change the status of our country. Take care, and I'll see you tomorrow
4: at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Father,
3: help your children. And don't let them fall by the side of the road. Love one another That heaven might find A place in their heart Jesus is love He won't let you down to walk on. Walk on through temptation. For he is love and his wisdom will be our open hand. I know the truth. And his word will be our salvation. It's about to be thankful and pray.